Episode 124 of the FPL Surgery. We are one shy of Harry Kane's goals in the Premier League. Welcome back once again, listeners. It is the 124th edition of the FBL Surgery Podcast. Harry Kane, interestingly, also on the same amount of goals as Nicholas Anelka with 125, Iceman. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's good facts. That's good and stats from you. That's rare. Yeah, we just surpassed Dwight York on a 1-2-3, so some, uh, some good stamina from us. How are you, Iceman? Yeah, very, well, actually, no, I'm not very good. I've actually been ill all weekend, and I'm still a little bit ropey at the moment, but I'm coping, I'm here, I'm ready to record. Is it sort of uh, FPL flu? I think it must be. It's something to do with FPL, because my, my score this week is definitely affecting me negatively. Well, we're heading into the uh, you know the, the, the back end of the season, the home stretch, and if anything, we're going to be seeing stress and people being run down at this point. You just about got away with a decent captaincy this week, haven't you, when you thought it was all going to go wrong? Uh, not really decent i'd say aguero of the the assist you really expect more from that uh, everything went kind of downhill this week for me <sighs> well we'll hear more about it in just a moment nice man um we're coming to the uh, the listeners on the 12th of march 2019 it is champions league night and i won't say too much more other than city have walloped schalke 7-0 and aguero indeed got that goal that you wanted from him on yeah. those couple of times. Yeah, well done, mate. Wonderful. Got it in. Got it in. Um, we've got a great guest on with us. We've been uh, chatting to him recently um, off air about how he's doing this season. Really impressive the way he's performed. He is uh, 166 overall. It's Will Miners. Welcome to the pod, Will. Evening, chaps. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Um, welcome, very excited to be here. Great to have you on board, Will. Now, um, just tell listeners how long you've been playing FPL and how you've been doing this season. Yeah, so I only actually started playing last season. I've made a team for, I don't know, five or so years, but I've sort of, I'm always been sort of one of those people that forgot about it after the first week. Um, up until last season, I was on a, a year out of uni working in the City of London and there was a, a work mini-league and then, yeah, got really competitive. Lots of office chat around fancy football and, yeah, I was sort of, and then I don't know I learned quite a lot last season and yeah been taking it more seriously this season trying to improve and yeah it's, it's paid off so far although I have been uh, sliding down the rankings the last three weeks which has been a bit disappointed yeah what's it, it been like to get you so high this year then uh, compared to last year what have you done differently so I've sort of I've had a strategy which I've mainly stuck to throughout the season. If I'm honest with you, I, I sat myself down at the start of the season and sort of said, what would it take to actually win the whole thing? Oh, wow. And then I worked out you have to average 67.5 points per game week for the 38 game weeks. And then just sort of did a few calculations and then I've sort of been working on a basis trying to bring in players who are going to produce three points which are... 0.7 times their um, price on FPL because um, I've worked at that that is what you sort of need to be returning for your player to, to win that, win the whole thing and then yeah it was going okay but it's sort of I've tailed off a bit um, yeah it's been a bit disappointing so, maybe so, focusing too much on the blanks the last few weeks yeah like a few few of us have so it's 0.7 per what per million yeah so it's, it's something that works out so if you if you take your 100 million budget and then you say I'm going to have four players on my bench so if you say you have a four million goalkeeper and then three four point five million players, you, you're immediately immediately down to eighty two point five million, and then you have 
11 players and a captain. So if you say, if you make the assumption that your captain is going to get you, say, eight points, which is a, a decent captain return, then you're down to 67.5 is your target. If eight is got by your captain, you're then down to 59.5 points from your 11 players. So if you do 59.5 divided by 82.5 million, which is the, the players which are actually on your pitch, you get to a, a 0.72, which is sort of what I use to... So I, I think about, is the player actually going to get me 0.7 times their, their selling price, basically? And it's been sort of working for me this season, getting the, yeah, get my okay. team right. I've yeah. been a bit disappointed with my captaincy picks. Um, That's why you contacted been, me, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you know, you've been nailing it, mate. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I think uh, the, the strategy in actually picking players has been working for me. It's just, yeah, captaincy, which is an area I'm keen to improve for next season. Um, and yeah, so hopefully I can be competitive into the future. Yeah, I mean, that's seriously impressive. Good workings out. I know we've had Peter Blake on here before who try and, tries to shoot for about uh, 50 points per game week, but you've you've gone a bit more adventurous there, but I love how you've broken down even further how to achieve that. So be interesting to see how that affects your selections for the blank. Yeah. Um, let's go over the FPL headlines for this week. So do we overcomplicate picking captains? Is it acceptable to bring in a player on clean sheets potential alone? Wilson, is he the best striking option for game week 31 or 33? Closely followed by, uh, has Rogers put the character back into Jamie Vardy? And finally, Mane or Salah for the R-band? Or, and I'm going to add to that, or either of them at all after the game week just passed. Um, lads, let's have a look how we got on in our last game week. Let's come to you first, Will. How did you fare? Um, I got a quite an underwhelming 51 which was my third red hour in a in a row as you mentioned down to 166 and most disappointingly I've, I've just lost my top spot in the Fulham fan league which I've been top of for ages but I'm now down to third yeah but hopefully you know I think I've planned quite well for these these blanks and doubles and hopefully can hopefully get a green arrow this week to sort of stop the slide commiserations for being a Fulham fan by the way yeah you know I yeah, had a season ticket last season. Oh, uh, did you really? Wow. It was quite a good season to, to go. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't make it this year because I've been back at um, uni, but yeah, probably a good thing. Yeah, Mitrovic really is the only highlight of your season, otherwise it's all been Callum Chambers yeah. and co. Callum Chambers has been good, but he's, a, he's an Arsenal player, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, a real general with Mitrovic. To be fair, he's not been too bad in that holding position. You've just had no consistency. <clears throat> oh, he's he's been really good. Him. He's been really good, actually, yeah. Yeah, just yeah, complete lack of defensive structure yeah. and poor recruitment, really. Too, oh, well. too many changes. Oh, well, there's always next year. Always next yeah. season. Um, I'll, I'll go next, nice man. So I fell, unfortunately, just a few points shy of the average. My uh, my main performance was the Salamane duo in midfield and Kalasinac at the back. I'd gone with Higuain tactically thinking of the blank game week and uh, he did nothing, which was great. So <laughs> onwards and upwards, how did you fare, Iceman? Uh, yeah, one of my worst weeks. I didn't have Sterling, didn't have Vardy, Mane or Rondon, so not very good. Uh, luckily enough, I had Hazard come in last minute for me. As I mentioned earlier, Captain Aguero, I brought in Trent Alexander-Arnold for Doherty, which I was really painstaking watching that Chelsea Wolves game, thinking I've just taken out uh, a player which has got a clean sheet. Luckily enough, Hazard actually got a goal in the end. But yeah, 42. I've doubled my rank, so I'm down to 1,897 now. 
So yeah, a bit of a painful one. Still, still flying high though, Iceman. I'm confident you'll get back up with the tactics you've got for the, these uh, these upcoming so. blanks and doubles. I guarantee. Bloody it. hope so. Bloody hope so. Well, um, before we uh, get down to business, let's talk a bit about the support for the podcast this week. So we've got one new Patreon follower. That's Alan Duffin. Thank you, Alan, for joining us. I'm aware I talk about Patreon every week, and people might actually know what it is. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery, if you'd like to support the podcast, we've got different levels of which you can support us. Depending on the level that you come in at is what you get in return. So the highest level, you get to join our Slack channels, which is what we bang on about every week. We're also putting a lot of articles up on the, on the Patreon site as well now, sort of match reports, uh, sort of comments from the game week, things if you want to check in. Iceman often checks in the Slack channel to see what people are feeling about things. So Adam Gearing, a long-time listener, friend of the podcast, and a, a new Patreon from the last game week, said the Slack channel so far, very informative, bit of a melting pot of minds, great to hear people's opinions on selections, transfers and points hits and captain picks. When there's a hot topic, it's sometimes hard to keep up if you leave chat for an evening, for instance. The slacks makes it easy for you to jump straight back in and read later. You have some of your stalwart members, people like FPL Sexy et al. that add to the experience. They're good at giving a subjective advice, even when they're not having a great week. So everybody is very honest. Vice versa, it's great when you're asked for your opinion. I had a couple of red arrows last week but still good to express thoughts and tactics. So really good feedback. He's enjoying the analysis for me and the Iceman. Uh, hashtag essay. So uh, thank you very much, Adam. Love having you on board. Uh, anything else you want to add about Patreon, Iceman? Uh, no, but thank you to Adam. That was a great review he gave us. I yeah, enjoyed that very one. comprehensive. Just, just going on about Slack. Uh, obviously, if you've not heard of Slack, it's more or less like a... If you ever used MSN back in the day, a bit like MSN, like a chatting area with yeah. loads of channels, which um, obviously a lot of our members and guests are in as well. So you get a lot of knowledge from all the people that have come on the pod, as well as the patrons that we have. Yeah, I think that's a fair fair reflection of that. That's where I learned to type, actually, MSN Messenger. So now I've got a whippy fingers for the for the job. So <laughs> lovely. Very whippy. Um, right, let's too uh, young for that. Yeah, Emerson, I, th- I think you are actually. How old are you, Will? I'm 21. Jesus it was, Christ! It's just sort of a thing, but not not so much. Yeah. Do you know what, Iceman? He never would have had dial-up. He wouldn't really. Do you remember AOL dial-up when oh. he used to get? He used to be I almost missed it. I almost missed the, the sound. Yeah, can you imagine trying to uh, do the podcast with that kind of connection? Oh, it's, it's bad enough what we've got to deal with at the moment, isn't it? So, mm. no, I cannot. No, let's <laughs> let's move on swiftly from that. But yeah, thanks to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. And if you want to get involved, get yourself over to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. To the fixtures, only five this week, so it really is slim pickings. Hopefully you've been listening to the podcast and you've planned for this uh, upcoming game week. But if you haven't, here is the lowdown. The first fixture, we've got Bournemouth versus Newcastle. And this links to our headline, is Wilson the best striking option for this game week? Number 33, Will, let me come to you first. What are your thoughts on this one? On Wilson? Um, yeah. yeah, I think I actually think he's the best striker for these, these two game weeks coming up, the 31 and the 33 those three hitting in 32 I think at any price I think he's probably the one who's going to get the most points in my eyes the biggest likelihood of getting the most points just looking at his stats for the season he's he's got 5.68 points per appearance when he's played and then he's got um, Newcastle and Burnley at home so doesn't really get much better than that I would say Ashley Barnes is a good shout as well 
Um, I've had him in my team for a few weeks now and he's been in great form, getting me lots of returns. Before the Liverpool game, he was he was banging form and also racking up a huge XG. An interesting stat for you, he's actually got um, a higher XG per 90 minutes this season than Harry Kane. Um, yeah, he's less than half the price. So that was originally one of the reasons why I brought him into my team and he's, you know, he's delivered and then he's got Leicester at home who have been shaky at best and I've actually had a look at Burnley's fixtures and their last four games are horrendous they've got Chelsea Man City Everton and Arsenal and they're they're only on 30 points and Cardiff beat West Ham so they're sort of they're pushing to catch them now and with eight games to go in and a last four games of those four um, I think they need they really need I'd say two wins in the next four so and then two of those game weeks are um, Leicester and Bournemouth which are the the 31 and the 33. So I think he's also a good shout for those two. If it, Also, if you're a bit tight on cash, you know, he's a good one. Yeah, nice, man. What do you think about the Wilson situation? Um, yeah, with, with Wilson. So moving back to the, what is it, uh, Bournemouth versus Newcastle. This is, a lot of people are looking at the Bournemouth options and the game week before last, it was the conundrum between Brooks and Fraser. And I think we kind of went with Brooks on that one. But now just... Due to Fraser's uh, link-up play that he's got with Wilson, obviously he got the goal and assist in the last game, so did Wilson. It's like back at the start of the season for Wilson and Fraser now. And Brooks, he does play quite far forward, and he was involved in that Wilson goal, but he's like the pass before the pass for that one. And I suppose he is coming back from injury, and his minutes will be a little bit more reduced than Fraser's, maybe getting back into match fitness. I know he only got the 65 minutes against Huddersfield. He actually got no attempts, whilst uh, Fraser only got the one attempt. But Fraser did get the 48 touches in the opponent's half to, to Brooks's 17. So, in a way, it, it almost feels like when people are looking at this Brooks and Fraser thing, it's like chasing points from the game week just gone, but... Maybe it's not. Maybe he's going to get the 90 minutes so you know you've got a, a definite starter there. We know that he's got that assist potential, but he's going to be the one that's supplying Wilson. And it was the, it was the choice before that between King and Wilson. And now I think it's a given who you've got to go to. As Will just listed, Wilson's stats, they are good. I did check out the, the points per million over the season. Wilson's actually on 5.7, whereas Fraser is on 4.7, Brooks on 4.1. So it's it's showing who's probably the best attacking option to go for there. He's maybe even a captain option this week because I know Newcastle have got some players out in terms of Shah. He's got his 10th yellow card now, so he'll be out for this game. The sellers went off injured, so he's going to be a bit of a worry. So their back line, they're going to have to bring some, some new players in. So it might be one to, to look at if you're going from something something different other than Liverpool for a captaincy. But yeah, these would be the, the Bournemouth players who I'll go for. Uh, what are your thoughts on their defence, Will? Are you looking at any Bournemouth defence? I know Borak is an option at uh, 4 mil. Yeah, I think I think Boris is a good option. I wouldn't personally go there myself. I don't really trust Bournemouth defenders. I suppose you've got Aki, who's got a bit of a goal threat, but I wouldn't even feel comfortable bringing him in. I think you've really got to go with the attack. I think I think Bournemouth will be up there with the you know the highest goal scored this weekend and also in game week thirty three. So yeah, I'd look at Wilson and Fraser for Bournemouth really over their defence really. Yeah, anyone from Newcastle for you, or is it more or less just... Uh, I don't think Newcastle do it for me. I know people have been um, looking at Rondon and Almiron, and then Iosie Perez even got a few few goals and assists at the weekend, but I'm not sure. I think I'm just not overly inspired by their 
you know, I, I do all my stats and stuff, and they're not coming up particularly well in the like the attacking potential sort of. Yeah, I, I score looked, for I next, looked a, the next few. I looked a couple of weeks ago in terms of uh, their attacking potential, and they're only like second bottom for goals scored behind Huddersfield. But they have had a, a recent burst of form. I mean, I don't know what came over them in that Everton game. They just seemed to uh, yeah, burst into life somehow. It was amazing, wasn't it? It was the all the fans were up, and it seemed like a, a really good atmosphere. But they are they are away this weekend, so they might not get as much as that. I would say as well. Mm. I think I think in that price bracket, if people are looking at Rondon, etc., I think yeah, Wilson is a better option if you can stretch to that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, some uh, some good variety there. I think um, just the weighing on the IOZ Perez. Elmiron question. I think he's just. I, I remember doing uh, Perez last season. Nice man. You warned me not to, and sure enough, he came up and blanked. He's just so hit and miss, isn't he? When he's good, he's great, and when he's not, he's really, really not. Yeah, I mean, he can get. He can um, get but he, but on, the, on the flip well. side, I do think Rafa will turn to him as they uh, look to consolidate this season. Yeah, he, he was dynamite at the back in the last season. Perez got some huge scores, didn't he? I think on the last day, he got thirteen or fourteen points. I mean, like, they have got Elmiron. It was his shot that. Led to uh, Perez's equaliser. Don't know. I'd, I'd stay away, especially if you're free hitting. I just wouldn't go there. I feel like Bournemouth at home probably a little bit too strong for him. Yeah, with the with the form of Bournemouth at the moment and that front line for them, I, I still don't trust Newcastle defensively. Okay, let's move on to our next fixture. So, Will, you started to touch on Burnley, and you you gave some really good points there about Barnes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got a bit carried away with the. Actually, Barnes. <laughs> no, that's, that's all I right. Thought right. We doing a, I thought we did like a headline thing, and then I realised we were on fixtures. And just, <laughs> so I was doing it. I was like, oh no. That, nobody knows what's going on. Feel free to chop no, no, it and fit, put it in this fixture if you want to. You know. No, but just, just let, let's just freestyle. Let's just go for it. So, Burnley versus Leicester. So, you, you, you've yeah. made the point for, for Barnes already. Is there anyone else from Burnley that you kind of look at and think, you know what? Smaller game week, chance of some points here. Um, not really, to be honest with you. Maybe Chris Wood, but I think Ashley Barnes is cheaper, and yeah, I'd probably go with Barnes. To be honest, yeah, I've really enjoyed owning him these past few weeks. He's been a bit of a, you know, when I look back on this season, he'll be someone that's like, yeah, this guy's been sort of a bit of a differential, and he's sort of, yeah, contributed a lot of goals when I've owned him. Now these are really good FPL, especially at five point six million. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's definitely the bargain over Woods, isn't he? Over Wood, rather. Yeah, um, I saw. I actually saw Chris Wood at um, Wolverhampton Racecourse the other week. I was with my dad's mate. His horse was running. And, <laughs> yeah, Chris Wood was there. Like, I said to my dad, "That's Chris Wood," and he was like, "Who?" And then, uh, you know, <laughs> the things you do when you're into football, you know. I remember where do you stand on the Burnley strikers? Uh, yeah, so it would definitely be Barnes for me. I think it's just looking at the Burnley defence, just these two fixtures that they've got. I mean, like if you're bringing in players, you're looking at the Gaming 31 and Gaming 33 players mainly because there's a lot of people th- free hitting Gaming 32. But if you are free hitting this week, I mean, it is an option because at home they've only conceded three big chances in their last four. And that's only behind Chelsea and Wolves in terms of good defending stats. So yeah. they are yeah. pretty strong at home and they are playing Leicester yeah. at home here. Leicester seem to have a little bit of a resurgence and people are going for their players in terms of Vardy, etc. Barnes and Tillemans, they're all looking options at the moment. And Vardy seems to be the one, He, I mean, like Brendan said, he is the focal point of their team. And he said that they've changed their tactics. It seems like Vardy kind of likes it. And yeah, as shown for the first goal, which he provided for Tillemans, he's been a bit more generous. So maybe he's enjoying his football a bit more. But we all know it's the teams that kind of 
attack are the ones that he loves to play against. And Burnley just do not do that, really. They don't attack. They don't push all their players forward. So Vardy might not get much here. And Vardy... Well, he's he's, he's going to have the legs on, on me and Tarkowski, isn't he? The question is, though, with those two being proper centre-halves, it's, yeah. it's how they marshal. I mean, you can just see them preparing quite well for Jamie Yeah, Vardy, just being yeah. stood in the right position all the time and then yeah. just not allowing them to run through. I mean, Vardy's stats are never massive, are they? And they're not actually that big at the moment. But he does have four goals in his last three. And he's got ten attempts in his last four, nine in the box, four on target. All of his four shots on target have actually gone in. So it's is that sustainable? A lot of people are looking at him because Leicester do like to yeah. put him through. Madison playing in that number 10 position, you know, he loves to create and always looking at putting him through. And also Tillemans is doing the same thing. There might be some chances there, but against this Burnley defence, I reckon they've got a chance of stopping them, you know. The, um, the only thing I'd add to that, I think the, the real battle here, because Vardy's going to find it difficult on his own up front against those two but it's in midfield because this is where Leicester are looking quite strong now they've got Madison in that free roaming 10 role Tielemans is is a is a top player no doubt about that he's scoring he's assisting some lovely play when you watch him and then they usually anchor him with sort of Ndidi or uh, they've got Mendy they can put in there as well Amati for a while so I think Leicester will be stronger in the centre of the park so up top I'm not as confident about Vardy but I think there's potential points here for the midfield sort of trio in the middle the yeah, likes of yeah, Barnes as well who's looked very good yeah Barnes I mean like he definitely got a goal coming for him I mean he did so well to get the assist for the setup for Vardy he just deserves a goal in some way but he does keep giving the ball away he does come off as well so at 5.5 you can't really go wrong if you're just going for a bit of a punt yeah, what do you think about Leicester then Will? I, I actually quite like Vardy as a, a pick for this yeah. this week yeah, well, he's, he's banging forward, isn't he? He's got, got a few goals in the last few weeks. Yeah, four goals in his last three games. He hated Clawpowell. He's gone. Seems to be playing freely. I think even against his Burnley team, I, I can see him scoring in that one. I unfortunately bought in Ricardo Pereira and Schmeichel in the same yeah. week. About four well. weeks <laughs> ago. Yeah, it's my, my spreadsheet was on me. Yeah, Leicester's defence is the way to go. And it was clearly very wrong. So I don't really trust it as much as I used to. But yeah. Yeah, they've just been. I bought them four weeks ago, and yeah, they've conceded four to Crystal Palace, <laughs> one to Burnley, two to Watford, and then conceded a sort of a bit deflected of a goal. goal against yeah, it was Fulham. Lu- yeah, it was lucky. I didn't. I didn't really know what to think when that went in because obviously Fulham had equalised, but sort of I've just lost my double clean sheet, and and then they went straight down the other end and, and, and scored again. So yeah, not not my finest yeah. transfers those two. But, <laughs> yeah. So the, the headline was, has Rogers put the character back into Vardy? And let me remind you all, Brendan Rogers was the reason Luis Suarez became the world-class striker he is. <laughs> he turned Moussa Dembele into a, a world-beater who is now doing the business for Leon. I, I just think history is going to keep repeating itself here. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't fully believe everything <laughs> I've just said. but just like that. Jamie, Jamie Vardy scored 20 goals last season. He's not. Yeah. He's not you know. This is nothing new, is it? I mean, yeah. Oh, he's a good pick. I just have a feeling that Burnley are going to keep Leicester out here. I think he might be a good pick going forward, but I think most of the FPL players are kind of listening in on this who are free-hitting game week 32. Even if you are free-hitting this game week, I just... 
I was tempted to bring him in this week because I had kind of had the choice between him, Wilson, and Higuain. It would be Wilson if I if I was going any three of them. I'm not enamoured with Vardy. I think you know four shots on target, all four of them gone in. How sustainable is that? Is he gonna? Is his next shot gonna go in as well? Like I know it's Jamie Vardy, and that's what he loves to do. But there's just part of me which thinks uh, maybe not. Yeah, it's obviously it's an uncertain outcome. I, I we, think we Vardy is going to be popular, Ice Man. We can we can sort of propose some doubt, but I think he is going to be after yeah, the last weekend the overwhelming so, pick, isn't he? So, okay, well let's move on to West Ham versus Huddersfield. Now, if you'd have gone back about two months, I'd be thinking three West Ham players, no problem whatsoever, flying. Then Onaltovich kicks up a stink and wants to go to China. Doesn't happen, and West Ham just have fallen to pieces ever since. Huddersfield look dead and buried. So this fixture is now a lot less uh, enticing than it was, although I'm guessing one of you are going to argue, well, let's let's fill up on West Ham. So, Will, what's your position on this fixture? Um, I think West Ham attacking players, I'm not so sure about, but I think with the bookies this weekend, they're the most likely to keep a clean sheet. So I think certainly if you're free-hitting and have a couple of at least two West Ham defenders in there, probably one of them would be Fabianski. And then, you've, I don't know, there's other other defenders they've got. They don't really have any attacking ones. So I'll probably go Declan Rice as well. Um, yeah, you had the post at the weekend. Yeah, I've got Robert Snodgrass in my team. I've had him since my wild card in, I think it was game week 15. He's just been sitting there. Getting me a few points now and then and because obviously the blank game week it will be it will be a must starting eleven for this one. It's quite convenient that he's got Huddersfield at home. Hopefully he continues to start. He's actually looked quite dangerous. He's on corners and he um, yeah he probably whips whips them in now. Watched a couple of West Ham games. So yeah, hopefully he might get me you know a lucky assist or something. Yeah, yeah. still still a nice uh, a nice price for him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bring him in but just because I've got him I will be playing him yeah he doesn't really fill your confidence he's also got that swore at some drugs officer so he did didn't he's, he what's going on yeah he's got he's got a bank coming up at some point um, oh, hopefully it's not loud. hopefully it's not game week 33 that's yeah can people not just behave <clears throat> themselves <laughs> Is he? I mean, well, what about if what about if people were uh, free hitting in this game week? Would it be someone that you'd bring in then? It's not great. It could be a good bench option, but I think you know it's, it's one of those weeks. There's not a lot of teams playing, so, I was say, so you want to be in the you to, You've got a bit of cash to play around with because you've obviously got to fill your eleven. So. I wouldn't go to us if I'm being brutally honest. With you. <laughs> nice man. Who have you got from West Ham? Um, I have Anderson, who got subbed at half-time in the last game for tactical reasons, apparently. But it is a worry for his starting position. They didn't look too good against Cardiff. Um, They did have most of the ball, so they kind of should have got something from it. I mean, the one which I know Will says maybe don't go for their attacking options. and No, I definitely wouldn't bring in the likes of Snodgrass or Anderson if it was me. But like Will said, their clean sheet odds, they are the highest. They've got 48% clean sheet odds uh, with Liverpool in second on 46 Hernandez up front, who seems to be keeping Arnie on the bench, but the way that Hernandez played 
and he got booked for the diving. I just think Arnie, in my eyes, kind of has to start. I think he's one of those players who could come back with a bang as well. I mean, at home, Arnie flourishes. He's got five goals and two assists at home this season. And if he is due to play, and there is a rumour that there's a, a Twitter account called ex-West Ham United fan, and they sometimes announce the, the lineup before way before the game so if you're clued in on on twitter and you want to make that decision on arnie i feel like i will be doing that i'll be waiting until the the last minute and then if i hear a rumor that arnie's going to come in i feel like i might just go for it and bring him in because it's huddersfield and they are doing terrible this season they're just one of these teams which have collapsed completely i feel like now the manager he was just not happy at all with how they played they just seem to have given up and yeah I feel like Arnie would just come in and could probably score more than the likes of Vardy, Higuain and Wilson this game week. No, that's a, that's a good point. I didn't really think of that. I mean, if, so, if, if you're looking at, you're not wanting to take that risk like maybe I am for Arnie, West Ham's defence would probably be the one to go. If you're looking at attacking teams, then Huddersfield is not one. They are the lowest for goals this season with 15 in their last four. They've only had two big chances at the last four games, so it just shows they're just not creating anything. There is a potential, if you're just willing to go for it, of uh, going for the triple-up of West Ham at the back with Rice, Diop and uh, Fabianski. Rice is actually going up tonight as well. Um, any, any Huddersfield players whilst we're on you, Iceman? Oh, no. No, no, definitely not. No, no, that's a terrible football club. Uh, Will, can you can you offer anything on the Wonder Huddersfield, or are they done? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Excellent. Straight to the point. Okay, let's move to uh, Fulham versus Liverpool. Let's start with a headline here. So, uh, number five, we have Mane or Salah for the armbands. Now, I'm going to pitch two arguments to you. Mane, the man in form can randomly completely blank and miss several chances, but seems a little bit more <laughs> consistent of late. Salah, the man who isn't performing really at all, the occasional occasional assist rather here and there. However, we all have that anxiety that he's going to do a Bournemouth and score a hat-trick. So, Will, where do you stand on this? I think if you've got both, it's a very fortunate position to be in. I think most people will either have one or the other. I think most people love Salah. And if you've got money as well, you've obviously got this this decision. I don't really know because I'm not in their position, but I think I would probably still go for Salah with the captain. Um, just he's he's outperformed money in the long run last season and and this season he's he's got more points than him. And then he, I thought he was very unlucky at the weekend. He was yeah. he was involved in three goals, but he only he only came out of it with with one assist. A bit unlucky for us as captains. But yeah, he's, he, he was he was involved quite a lot. I thought so. I'd probably go for Salah. I think Mane's a bit hit and miss. Like he could, you know, he could he could easily get zero. Whereas I think Salah will definitely get something um, Fulham away. But I definitely feel you should captain a Liverpool attacker um, against Fulham away. Aubameyang got fifteen, Pogba got sixteen, Hazard got six, and they're, they're the they're the three big players that have played Fulham away this season. So definitely captain one of them. I personally would go for Salah, and I will be going for Salah because I don't have money. Yeah, okay, Iceman. I, I agree with uh, all of that. Really, I mean, Fulham they they are showing a bit more fight. Against they played right against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah they and well. yeah, Scott Parker seems to have yeah 
done something to them. I mean, if Ranieri was managing them, I don't know what, how many goals they would have shipped by now. But Well, hold on a minute. Ranieri won, wins his first game for Roma <laughs> at the weekend, 2-1. So, you know, let's, let's not jump on Claudio's back yet. I, on, sorry, sorry. He, he won his first game against Roma. <laughs> for Roma. Did he? I didn't even know he went to Roma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he got the Roma. Yeah, he got, it's the most unbelievable recruiting. Yeah. Where have I yeah. been? No, no, no matter how bad Ranieri does in the Premier He's won the Premier League. No matter how bad he does over here in England, he can always go back to Italy and land a job yeah. in Spain it wow. is incredible he was out of work for eight days amazing I actually Absolutely didn't see him in the news that's random anyway. he, he must interview so well so well <laughs> um, yeah anyway back to Fulham so they are listing their stats they are highest for big chance conceded over the season over the last four at home as well highest for shots conceded in the box conceded two or more in all of their last ten fixtures so there are going to be goals here. Liverpool can score goals. The problem is Liverpool play Bayern on Wednesday, which is tomorrow night. So who knows what can happen in that. Trent has had a knock in the last game. Whether or not there will be any resting, I don't think there will. I feel like Liverpool got to go for every game. So they've got to absolutely annihilate Fulham here. It is the, the Salah and Mane thing. I mean, I, I checked out the ownership of Salah and Mane in the top 10k. And the ownership is 84%. Salah is owned in the top 10k and Mane is owned by 29% of the top 10k. It is the conundrum between the two, but for me, it's not really. I mean, I, I opted to go the two at the back in terms of TAA and Robertson with Salah as well. And it's only because Burnley got the two shots on goal that they scored from both of them. I mean, like, that's not going to happen every game. I do feel like clean sheets are, are there to be had and also assists are there to be had as well, like we saw against Watford in terms of TAA and Robertson getting a few assists each but Salah yet one goal and one assist in his last seven that's what's stopping people from captaining him he is still great for stats he's top for shots shots on target in the last over that last summer as well and uh, I saw that Joe from FF Scout showed his stats on Twitter so I'm taking him from his tweet he's put in the last four away matches Salah has had 10 shots seven in the box and six on target which is good and Mane has only had three shots three in the box with two on target whilst the home form is rather similar for both of them Salah with 18 shots nine in the box six on target and Mane with 15 shots 14 in the box and six on target it does show that you know, Salah away seems to be better than Mane and Mane like Will said as well is very sporadic with his goals and I do think he got a little bit lucky with his first goal at least Salah was going through he got tackled it ended up at Mane's feet it's just popped it in you know I feel like Salah's been pinpointed by oppositions that uh, it might be good for, for Mane, but defences have kind of defended well against Salah. You know I mean, like people like Keane uh, in the game last was playing well against him and players making key tackles against him. So, I don't know, Salah's got to work it out because we need points. And I do feel like in this game against this terrible Fulham defence, it's all going to come from Salah. And he is definitely my captain this week. That is a phenomenal argument, Iceman. Great uh, great pitch for Salah there. Um, just whilst we're on attack, before I, I ask you to comment briefly on, on Fulham, and Will, I know you'll be keen to do that. Um, <laughs> any love for Firmino here? Yes, I do think there is. And, if... and, is, he, and is he a captain option? Potentially, oh. if you want to go for something different, but I just think Salah's going to be the better option. Go on, Will. Uh, I certainly wouldn't captain him if you've got Salah, but yeah, potentially. 
if you're on a free hit, maybe. But I'd probably go Salah and Mane. Firmino's price isn't too much less than Mane. I'd probably go for Mane in midfield, especially because there's, there's quite a good, uh, quite a few good striker options this week. Um, it's just taken up a, another striker space. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Mane's in better form. And then Firmino's even, I'd say he's even more streaky than, than Mane. He comes up with two goals every seven weeks or whatever and then gets yeah. nothing in between. He more or less plays in midfield as well, so don't really want that. Yeah. Well, Will, the, um, let's come on to Fulham. So I was just looking at the players transferred in. The first one, as I scroll down and down the list of uh, the most transferred in players for, for Fulham, is... Uh, Callum Chambers. Uh, so yeah. clearly, lots of people place holding. I had a look no, at what's happening with Mitrovic. He is. Uh, he's. People are actually canning him. So in a week where there's minimal players to pick, he is going. People are getting rid, which you wouldn't have thought earlier in the season. But that says a lot about where Fulham are, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think we're down now. We're down well, probably about four weeks ago now. But yeah, so season's over. Plan for plan for the championship. I think Chambers is probably the best. FPL option at full. He does seem to take a lot of shots and always yeah. from corners. He seems to be there or thereabouts. He's always lurking he, on the edge of the box. Isn't the, he? I know we, we don't keep any clean sheets, but you know, you never know. Although you know, Liverpool, it's not happening. Not, but... It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe he's only four point two. So if you were free hitting, you might be a good one to have on your bench. You can get more more cash on the pitch. I'd say. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad shout. Iceman, anyone from, from Fulham? No. Not even as a placeholder? or No, I'll probably go even cheaper. I know you're a fan of Sessegnon. No, I'm joking. You're not still <laughs> so. You were at the start of the season, weren't you? I, I love Sessegnon. I, I love watching him. What a guy. He's about three years younger than me. Yeah, yeah he's going to have a hell of a future. Just unfortunately, that team's... Um, he needs more consistency around <laughs> him, I think, to get the most out of him. He'll get him straight back up. He won't leave. He'll be player of the year of the championship next year, that's for sure. Again, he was player of the year last year. Yeah, he was unbelievable, wasn't he? Fantastic. Yeah, very good. This is it's a Fulham shame. cast, thought, is it? Eh? Well, I, I thought he was going <laughs> to kick on to the England team. I thought he had, because uh, before Shaw got got good again, and yeah, I thought he'd kick on, but uh, sadly not. I don't think he's quite good enough, to be honest. Slightly overrated last season. But he just, he did throw a lot of goals, but a lot of them were like tappings. I think, I'd say Sancho and people like that. Are yeah. Kind of Sancho, but yeah. He's, he's, he is good. He is good. He had a, he had a very nice uh, team of the year card on FIFA. I remember, so I think that's probably uh, put him up in my estimations. But there we go. Can, can we stop um, talking about Fulham? <laughs> Sorry, You're not enjoying this, I suppose. No, well, I, I, I'm delaying the next fixture, which is uh, Everton versus Chelsea. Hopefully, more players to be spoken about than Fulham. Uh, Will, who are you going for in this one? So I've got Hazard, so I'll keep him, obviously. Um, but I don't think I'll be bringing in any more Chelsea players. Higuain might be a good option, but I think you know, I think getting Wilson and people like that in is probably a priority over him. I'm not sure I'd look at Chelsea defenders either. Alonso's not playing anymore, and the bookies only have them at 37% to keep a clean sheet, so you can get a, a West Ham player who has a higher probability of keeping a clean sheet and will be cheaper. You'd probably be looking at, say, David Luiz if you were getting a Chelsea defender in, but I think there are there are better defensive options for cheaper who are more likely to keep a clean sheet. Because um, I don't think any of the, the current Chelsea defenders really offer an attacking threat. As for the Quetta, got an assist the other week, but I think 
for his price is is very expensive for sort of what he offers. Sorry, Will, but I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm going to disagree with a lot of the FPL community as well. A lot of people are not oh God. Are not putting Chelsea up high in the uh, defensive stats and they're not thinking that they'll get a clean sheet here. But, I mean, I watched them against Wolves and they really didn't give much up and it was just you know, a random attack from Wolves which went in and I thought they were actually quite unlucky and if it was my team I'd be furious I mean they weren't creating loads going forward but I mean I've checked out their stats in terms of big chances conceded in the last four and that's fourth you know fourth best and then looked at shots on target conceded and they're, they're only second to Man City on two with six so they're not doing too bad. A lot of people are really you know, not rating them in terms of their defence. And I'm actually thinking about, because I need a goalkeeper for this um, for this game week, I'm actually thinking about Kepa. Hmm. I, I know it's a bit of a random one and no one's really going there. So I'm almost thinking, am I doing the, the right thing here? But I, I've looked into it and I, I don't see why not. Really, other than maybe that Willie well, Caballero might come in because, you know, he got that discipline recently and he played that 90 minutes. But I don't think uh, that Sarri's going to risk it any further. I feel like he has played some keeper. I mean, a lot of people have brought in Fabianski thinking that he will be a good goalkeeper going forward. And But yeah, they've got Chelsea away in that game week 33. But I think that Kepa could be the one to go for here, which a lot of people are not I, going for. I disagree with you there, Iceman. Good, good. Um, Tell me why. Well, I watched Fulham Chelsea, which was Chelsea's last away game. And Ful- to be honest with you, Fulham probably should have scored about three goals. The previous Chelsea previous away game to that, City put six past them, and the previous away game to that, Bournemouth put four past them. So I don't think they've been particularly good it's on the point. roads. And I think <laughs> I think Everton will score in this fixture. Yeah, see, I, I before even looking at any stats or anything, I thought that as well. But, I mean, I'm not definitely going there. It's just an eye-opening in terms of maybe they could be good to go for because they played right against Wolves. But, yeah, granted, it was uh, at home. Those away stats are compelling. But they did, they drew nil-nil against City in the uh, in the cup final as well. So it shows that they can do it against the best. So there is potential there. Yeah, maybe. I like the uh, I like the argument, Iceman. Very strong. Um, Thanks. Yeah, just contemplating that. Yeah, I've I've just gone for Hazard and Higuain, so I hadn't been a fan of the Chelsea defence at all. But you're making me think now. So, mm. as always, um, what about Everton? Do you have any love for them at all? You know, like a Michael Keane, for example, or no. like a, a, a Drissa Gay. You no. know, who 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 from them is good? No, none. Any footballers? No, none. Will any, anyone for you from uh, from Everton? Maybe uh, if you do, if you are doing a free hit, uh, like Luca Dean, maybe on your yeah. bench. But apart from that, I'd say not against Chelsea. No. Yeah, he, he's looking good again, isn't he, Luca Dean? So he came back. Yeah, I think I think he's. Yeah. I haven't actually owned him this season, but he's. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a nervous time. He's yeah, killed my rank, but yeah, no, he's. He's, he's been good. Yeah, so really the, the, the go-tos are going to be Hazard and Higuain, aren't they? And it's very much a case of whoever you want to hang your hat on beyond yeah, that. Yeah. I hear Jorginho never scores any points, so don't go near him. Right, let's get into some questions. So I believe some of these we probably would have covered, but let's just see if there's anything outstanding. Headline two, is it acceptable to bring in a player on clean sheet potential alone? Will, what's your view on that? So. I don't think it is. I, I I often use probability and look at the the bookmakers' odds to you know get a perception of likelihoods and etc. 
And the, the clean sheet odds only ever really range from about 55% to 5%. And yeah, I just, I don't think you can ever be confident in a player these days, just bringing him in, you know, like a centre-back and just leaving him, expecting him to, to produce you decent value. I think they've always got to have another sort of string to their bow. And yeah, Liverpool have really been only been the reliable defenders this season with a, with a 57% clean sheet ratio. Um, and, and all of their defenders offer sort of something go forward as well. So I think... I think the days of bringing in uh, so like I was thinking about bringing in like Nathan Aki last week and I just thought actually uh, boiling it down to probability is probably not worth it but then he went and got a clean sheet didn't he so that was a bit frustrating but yeah I'd say it's not I said uh, yeah, fully agree. If you're going for a defender, you're always looking for someone who's got attacking returns as well as clean sheets. And the only defence nowadays which you kind of almost rely on clean sheets is Liverpool. And they can't even do it against Burnley. But it's always going to be the attacking defenders. And mostly assists, I feel like you're looking for. Yeah, it's not, not the days of the Steve Bruce where you get 21 goals a season or whatever he got. So you're never going to get a high scoring defender. It's always going to be the assists. Yeah, certainly uh, it's been a while since we've seen a player like John Terry getting 10 goals a season and, and loads of clean sheets. Although uh, Duffy was having a good go for a few weeks. Oh, he tried, didn't he? Tried. Uh, by the way, I, I saw a bit of the Brighton game over the weekend. Lewis Dunk, um, I really enjoyed that defensive display. He was everywhere. But so uh, that has nothing to do with FPL. Um, <laughs> right, uh, odd question for game week 31. So this isn't about a team that's involved. Uh, so has Lukaku being featured in United's attack negatively affected... Pogba's returns. Uh, this is CJ from Slack. Uh, with most Pogba owners holding profit in him, with a good double game week schedule in 32, should Paul Pogba be held through the blank or sacrificed along with the carried value for another game week 31 midfielder? Yeah, see, see this was uh, part in my review of the Arsenal Man United game. I was looking at it and I just feel like his returns have gone down. So we'll take a look at it and checked out the stats. It was since game week 26 that Marshall was injured that Lukaku started getting 90 minutes again. And uh, since <laughs> data, since, <laughs> since Pogba has had two attacking returning game weeks since then. But before that, it was seven game weeks out of eight that he got attacking returns. So I thought I'd check. There must be a difference here in, in the amount of chances and things. So I looked at game weeks 18 to 25, where Lukaku either didn't play at all or got limited minutes. And I did a comparison to when Lukaku was getting 90 minutes and Pogba was playing. So Pogba was averaging 4.5 shots when Lukaku wasn't playing as much. And he's now down to 2.2 shots. He was getting 0.8 goals a game and now he's down to 0.4. He was also involved more, so he was getting 90.9 touches a game. And now it's down to 60.4. And he was also creating more chances. So he was creating 2.1 chances, which is now down to 1. So... I did check that out because I just think that maybe it is worth getting rid and uh, not holding on to it if you've got high ownership in him. Because um, I do feel also if you are free hitting in game week 32, you want to check out what team you're using for this game week 32, what team you're thinking about doing, because then that will then you'll know which players you'll need to remove. And Pogba is one of mine who I will be removing. Very nice regression there, Iceman. Mm. Did you study econometrics? 
No. <laughs> See, I, I've got this pauper dilemma uh, this week. I think I am going to keep him. Um, I've had a look at Man United's sort of attacking prospects for um, sort of the wild card, which I'm planning to do in 34. And I think, yeah, Man United, they, they, their attacking prospects seem really good. So I, I don't particularly want to get rid of him, but it has been noticeable that he used to play in that nice little number 10 role behind Rashford. Um, he was sort of the perfect FPL asset at that point. But yeah, he was he was playing in a funny position against Arsenal. So yeah, I think I'll just watch a, watch a few of the Man United games and sort of see how he's he's doing before making a decision on him. Very nice chaps. Yep, so some nice, uh, I think that's a fair response to CJ. Now, Mad Hatter, your question, uh, Mad Hatter from Slack, um, of captaincy, I think we've probably answered fairly already and apologise if you don't feel we have. Please provide complaints on um, uh, to the Iceman's email address. Um, but also, he's he's written here, also, do you think the word bed was named because the word actually looks like a bed? Um, <laughs> now, that's assuming that we're using uh, yeah, small right, letters. Um, I, and I think that might be a dad joke. <laughs> I think he's I right. Think, I, I think he's onto something. Looks it does, like, it does, yeah. it does look like a bed. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, you certainly got bored, and then a little bit at the bottom there as well. A little bit awkward to get up in the morning, but uh, yeah, well done, Matt. That's it. Um, should we go back to football? Yeah. Uh, Duff seventy three from Slack. I have Loris and Boric. I plan to keep the latter and trade Loris probably game week thirty five. I have my eye either on Edison or Leno. Ah. Which first choice goalkeeper does the pod recommend between now and the end of the season? I will only be making one change. The only goalie I can't pick Allison because I've got three Liverpool players already, and I would say sensibly so, Duff seventy three. So Will, give us um, give us a top keeper. And we know well, Kepper think, isn't gonna be your answer here, so I think it's <laughs> Planning from now to the end of the season is very difficult because we, we don't really know where the, the, the double game weeks are going to fall. If he, did he say he wants to replace his keeper in game week 35? Yeah, so he, he wants to get rid of Loris. Yeah, so we, need to, we really need to see the, the fixtures that are going to be put into game week 35, which I think will be in a couple of weeks' time uh, from what I've gathered. But yeah, I think Man City will definitely have a, a double game week in 35 and they've got a really nice run in. It's Edison, yeah. He mentioned Edison, didn't he? So Edison yeah. could be a good shout. I'm not sure I'd go Leno, to be honest. I think if you if you go in Arsenal defence, Kalasinac is FPL gold. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed owning him as well. Um, yeah. So I'd probably, if you're looking for Arsenal defence, I'd probably get Kalasinac. I think Edison will be a good shout, but we, we, we do need to wait and see like which... Which teams have peach um, the peach double game week in thirty five before sort of deciding. So if you can if you can hold off that transfer for you said he's got Boric didn't he? So if you can hold off that transfer, I think it's probably the best. Yeah, the, the problem is it is actually showing that uh, game week thirty five for City is Spurs and United. So having Edison in for that is not the best. But after that, it's Burnley, Leicester, Brighton, so not too bad. So I suppose I don't know, it is difficult to go from now to the end of the season. If you're looking at that from game week thirty five, I'd probably just wait until then, like you say, and uh, make more of a decision. Him. But at the moment, I would say Edison's probably the best choice, just due to yeah, City's good defence stats, uh, and the fact he's the only one we can guarantee will be on the clip on the uh, team meet every week. Mm, mm. Yeah, I just I had Edison for a bit this season. I just I really didn't like I didn't really like him, but then I've got rid of him for Schmeichel, and that's been even worse. So <laughs> I don't know goalkeepers and captains is what I've got to improve on for next season. I think. <laughs> Okay, Iceman, this one from the Hitman. Uh, Iceman, if you were free-hitting this week, what would your team look like? Further to the above question, do we think Chelsea will get a clean sheet against Everton? I think we've covered that. 
there's a small part of me that is considering a West Ham defensive triple up of Fab, Diop and Rice this week and go with Higuain and, and Hazard from Chelsea. I think we've probably covered those. Is that fair to say, Iceman? Yeah, yeah. Probably. So let's answer the first bit. Iceman, if you were free hitting this week, what would your team look like? Uh, well, I'll, I'll let Will go first. You've done a free hit team, haven't you, Will? Do you want to just yeah, list think, who you've got? I think my opinion's changed, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think your your Arnold Switch your Arnold Switch I so I'll probably put him in probably for Vardy that, I mean like that's bearing in mind if he's going to yeah, play yeah, yeah. Like, I mean I, was, I don't want to I don't want people to bring Arnold Switch oh. in and him not playing oh, I'm right. just thinking about taking the risk myself and that I'm just does gonna depend add a, I'm just going to add to this as well before you answer Will this is also answering Guy FPL Planner's question I'm one of the weird ones playing my free hit in game week 31 which teams and players would you consider as now to start and return, given the limited uh, section? Well, let's, let's go one from each position first. Uh, yeah. Who you think's probably the best player to go for. And probably for this game week, I think the best goalkeeper is you know, highest uh, percentage on clean sheets probability and it's Fabianski yeah we agree yeah, on that definitely. one definitely agree Absolutely. agree yeah. Yeah. best defender whether you like it or not I think it's Robertson agree uh, either him or TAA but probably Robertson just even more consistent midfielder I, 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 can I add to that discussion just quickly I, I yeah. have liked the look of TAA and he um he actually nearly got another assist at the weekend only for Mane to, to, to miss from like a yard yeah what um, a plan frustratingly I think where if you're free hitting this week there's few there are big players you'll be potentially trying to get in there'll be a bit more money spinning around so if that's the case I'd probably still go Robbo yeah, I'd go. I'd go Robertson. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, let, let's go for a little differential on the defenders here. So, who would you choose out of a differential defender? Would you go the West Ham defender? I'd, I'd probably go Ryan? for West Ham triple up. I think that's not not the worst idea in the world. Yeah, you, I think I'd you've got to fit. Yeah. You've got to field three defenders, and like I don't think there are that many defensive options. You potentially go mm-hmm. Robertson and TAA, but I think I think yeah. going Salah and Mane. It's probably better. So you've only got space for one Liverpool defender. So I'd probably go Robertson, Rice, Diop, with Fabianski in goal. Yeah, I think I would probably yeah. agree with that. Sort of all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, could be huge. Yeah, go for it. Go Especially for it. if you're free hitting yeah. this week. Because if you are free hitting this week, you do want to, you know, go for it and get ahead. I'd say. Yeah, you want something different you know, to really what wanna, everyone else did. Yeah, you don't really yeah. want to hedge. So I think a triple triple West Ham defence isn't. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, think. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, mo- moving on to midfielders. Obviously, Salah is definitely in there. Mane's in there. And it'll be Hazard and Frazier for me as well. So that'll be my yeah, four. I, I also had those four in midfield. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Billy? Anyone else you I, like? I, I just, Les- I, I just, yeah, Leicester I'm looking at. I, I really like Tillemans at the moment. I really do. I think he's got great potential goals and, uh, and a synonym. So I'd probably sneak him in as a differential. Yeah, fair enough. And the strikers for me would be would actually be Wilson, Arnautovic, and I'd probably go Higuain just because I'm, I have a feeling this Burnley team are going to keep Leicester out. Ashley, oh, Bar- nice. Ashley Barnes, mate. Uh, he's in my team, Barnes, but... No, I'd, I'd, I'd go Ashley Barnes. I yeah. think he's, he's in very good form and Burnley didn't need a win. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Vardy Iceman. I think he's the... He's the man banging form at the moment, so I think he'd be my one to definitely have. Yeah, four shots on target, four goals. Just 100% strike. Reminds us of that. He scores every time he shoots. Yeah, yeah that's 
Right, yeah, that, that's it for free hit then. That's that's the end of the pod. No, that's <laughs> that's the free hit. Right, okay. So, Nick Christiansen, if you consider to stay on your chips, what are the lowest number of players to field in the blank game week before free hit or wild card is necessary? Thanks for a great pod. Yeah, what's the lowest number of players do you think, chaps, that you should field in this game week? It sort of depends on who you've got, really. So, obviously, you're looking to take a hit if you think you can get more than four points a player you're bringing in from the player you're taking out. So it depends on, is he bringing it in for game week 31 and 33 or is he bringing it in from, for just 31? I think if he's bringing it just for 31, it's going to be difficult to get more than four points unless you go for players like Hazard, Wilson, maybe Salamani, Robertson. But I think anyone apart from that, if it's just for game week 30, 31 alone, it's probably not going to be worth it. That's certainly how I think about my hits I try and avoid them as much as possible yeah see I've tried to avoid hits all season I think I've only taken two but I feel like this week I'm definitely hitting at least once and if I'm hitting twice then you've got to see it as you've got two game weeks to to kind of make that up but if you're only hitting twice for 11 players then Maybe you need to look at maybe only doing it for 10 players because in game week 33, you'll have an extra transfer. So you can just use that transfer. Yeah. Um, so effectively, you're trying to distribute what you do in terms of, like, if I did a minus eight this week, then I'm hoping that my two players, which I bring in, are at least playing in both game weeks. So that's four points. And then I need returns. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping for anything from the players I bring in. And if you truly believe that those players that you're bringing in are going to score in this Game Week 31 or Game Week 33, then yeah, I'd say go for it. And I'd say go yeah. for it now so it gives them more chance of actually returning in terms of just if you just went for the one hit this week and you're going to go for the one hit in Game Week 33, then you've got, you know, only the one game for each player to kind of help return. Whereas if you do them both now, now, then you've potentially got two game week for a probability for, of them getting points. Yeah, that's a good, good point. I think yeah. I'll also be hitting this week, actually, taking in a minus four for the first time in a while. I'll convince you, right? No, I think I was going to do it anyway, but yeah. No, no you convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, another compelling argument there from the Iceman. Paul, uh, so Sky Player in FPL, considering selling players that have a lot of value tied up, how much do you consider to be too much to lose and would re- force a rethink? I think it just needs a, a dummy free hit team in Game Week 32. You just need to plan out who you want for that Game Week 32. If you want to keep Jimenez, then don't sell Jimenez because you might not be able to get a likes of Aguero back or something like that. If you, you want to keep Pogba, but I don't think I want to keep Pogba for Game Week 32 just based on the stats which I, I listed earlier and I just feel like their fixtures aren't the easiest in that game too. Uh, so he's he's gone for me, I feel. Um, but him and those I want to keep and if I did get rid of him then I would be losing... Let me just have a... I bought him at 5.8 and he's currently 6.8 and I'll be selling at 6.3. So I would have to buy him back for, you know, for a, a 0.5. So... That point five could go a long way in terms of restructuring your team. But you've got to think, are you going to be keeping Salah for this 83 as well? And that's where all the money seems to be tied up in. So is money going to be a problem? Look at it in terms of that. Build yourself a free hit 32 team and see what you can get. And if, if you can get all the players you want when you've removed Salah, etc., uh, you know, get rid of the likes of him and then just bring him back in. But just know that you can do that and know if that's possible. 
Nice wisdom, Ice Man. Yeah, like that. Any any views on that, Will? Uh, Ice Man summed it up very well. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> he's uh, yeah yeah he's uh, answered that one fully. I think. Um, so finally, uh, we've got Mark M Bison twenty two has asked for game weeks thirty one and thirty three only. Who are the best players to transfer in out of Wilson, Fraser, Vardy, Robertson, Firmino, Mane, Tielemans, Higuain? P.S. I can only fit in one striker. Uh, okay, I'm going to go off the bat with that and say, so they want two in. I would probably want Higuain for sure. Um, and if you don't have him, Robertson. Will? Yeah, I... I agree with Robertson. I'd probably go Wilson over Higuain. I okay. think I think Bournemouth will outscore Chelsea in this particular fixture. Okay. Iceman? I'd go Robertson and Wilson. Nice. Okay. So Robertson is the main man there, and then it's looking like people are, are liking the return of Wilson mm. and the form of Bournemouth. So FPL 007007. Uh, Iceman, you love a stat, but which is your favourite stat you've uncovered or heard this season? <laughs> oh, yeah. I read this one earlier, and I literally had no idea. But I, I thought about it, and I, I suppose it was the Hoiberg being top of the uh, oh, I remember shots that. on that goal. The, that was yeah. the monologue. Yeah, <laughs> that was the Iceberg monologue episode. That was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, that, that was probably the the funnest stat. I can't remember all of them to be fair, but yeah, that was the most interesting. I think his uh, his, his uh, ownership in about a million that week. So it's gone down to four point four now. So like a couple of weeks after, not playing well anymore. Brilliant. Okay, so that's all questions answered. So with all that said, Iceman, it's time for you to take a relief break. Yeah, thanks very much for that, mate. Welcome back, Iceman. Uh, Thank another you. successful break once again, no yep. doubt. Yeah. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> um, right, transfers and captains then, chap. So, uh, Will, let's come to you first on this. Who are you going to spur this week, do you think? Definitely Salah. It's um, Salah. I don't have the option of Mane. I've got a double Liverpool defence here. I think with Salah, captain, and then transfers. I've already done Shung Min Son to Fraser, and I am more than likely going to do... Uh, Kamara out and Wilson in because I think I've got 10 for this week as it stands so if I take the hit I'll have 11 um, obviously I've already got 11 for 33 but I think taking the hit for Wilson's probably going to be worth it so yeah Fraser and Wilson in and Son and Kamara out for a f- minus 4 Nice okay Iceman yeah, I'm definitely captain. We've uh, given our reasons for that earlier in the pod, so go back and listen to that if you've forgotten. Um, the transfers for me, I mean, I've, at the moment, I've got no keeper and I've got two players missing. So, yeah, I'm down to eight players. Sorry, I had to, had to recount there. <laughs> yes, I'm down to eight, eight players. Um, so I'm definitely taking a hit this week and, it's whether or not I take out Aguero and Bobber to bring in uh, Fraser and Wilson. And I was considering doing the Jimenez to Arnie as well. Um, but I'm not 100% at the moment. Uh, I, I could be looking at um, Patricio to Kepa. That was an option which I've considered. 
I don't know. I'm still a little bit all over the place with it at the moment. I won't be making the decision until Friday because I've, I've got blending values. So I'm, I'm not going to um, muck around with it too long. I'm not going to take too many risks. And also, we've got to wait for Champions League, see what happens there. So, yeah, uh, Captain Salah, transfers, well, could be anything. I'll let you know on Slack. Yeah, all to be revealed on Slack for the uh, the exclusive Iceman reveal. Um, Champions League, <laughs> yes. The, oh, uh, Champions League. Yeah, City won 7-0, so that, that's all right, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Ronaldo scored three. He did score three, yeah. The big story, though, is in the Championship. Danny Graham still doing it for Blackburn. Another oh, two Danny goals Graham. for him tonight. Right, so my, my transferring captain... Um, I'm probably going to go with Salah like a sheep uh, following the crowd. It would probably so boring. Well, I could go Hazard or uh, Mane. That's the thing. And if I have a panic on Friday night or suddenly think, you know, I'm going to be a brave here and go against the community, then I might. But it would probably be sensible to stick with Salah so it's a clean sweep on the pod. The players I'm bringing in to get me up to 10 playing in game week 31 um, for a minus four and top Hazard for Son. And uh, Rashford out for Wilson. And I think that's a worthwhile minus four. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Okay, dog. So, Iceman, um, let's go through, I'm just thinking about the order, let's go through our mini league. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go through this top ten. So, 10th uh, place, we've got uh, CJ from the Slack channel, Croftcheck. Hopefully, you name, name right again, CJ, with Sporting Milwaukee. Chronicles of Ruddock, Stephen Hogsrud, up to ninth. Good on you, man. Uh, eighth place, Adida Oscar, Nate Thomas. Seventh place, Dunking Donuts, Henry Wakefield. Uh, sixth place, T Club 64, that's Alan in sixth. <laughs> uh, fifth place, the Miners have struck. Will Miners, you have dropped again, unfortunately, but still very strong. Fifth in the mini league. Uh, and you're in a great position to pounce, by the looks of things. Hopefully. Okay, so fourth, we've got Paul Jones again. Sky player and FPL down to fourth. Uh, asked the question earlier. Thank you, Paul. Uh, we've got Callon Hewitt at the uh, Gunnarsons in third. Second place, full of flair, Richard Jenkins. Making up uh, on Michael Taylor, who's done phenomenal, really, to get back up the top there. Trying to give up Fanta. He's five shy of 2,000 points for the season. Wow. Be nice work. And we've also got, uh, what is that, two in our top ten who are in our Slack channel. And there will be a third, because we'll, we will be inviting you to the Slack channel as well. Oh, sorry, kind of you. Um, feedback box. So uh, we've got a little bit of feedback from Mr. Mike Jemsky, um, who's put a nice little gif on with up the pod right up there, the best Slack banter. Mike loves the question pods. Seems appropriate for this time of the season. A lot of sense spoken here. Lots of minerals as well. Hashtag FPL community. Get this in your ears. And yeah, the Slack channel is ace. Thank you very much, Mike. He top does man, give Mike. us some good feedback each week. He's really top. appreciate it. Yeah, great follower. Thank you, Mike. Sexy thoughts, Iceman. We do have sexy thoughts, and I will play it as right. soon as I so, so. loaded it. Just go back to the um, comments. Here it is. Here buffering. It is. Here it buffering. Is. FPL sexy is sexy thoughts. This week's sexy thoughts goes out to FPL poker player and his daughter. He hadn't been around much on Twitter lately, and he released a thread on Thursday Friday as why. Unfortunately, his daughter's suffering from leukaemia. This highlights our need for blood donations, and more specifically, bone marrow donations. If you're not a donor, join up, start donating. Imagine the feeling of saving someone's life on the other side of the world that you've never met. 
someone like this little hero, his daughter must be an absolute hero. And uh, she's still got a smile on her face, little champion, absolute hero, you know, an inspiration for us all. So get out there, do some donation. Also, Captain Sterling, and get rid of Salah. <laughs> so he clearly captain Sterling. I did. I did advise him to do that as well. But yeah, thoughts go out to poker player. His uh, daughter's had a rough time, and yeah, if you are able to donate, obviously we're not forcing you to, but yeah, they would really appreciate it for any donations uh, that you give. Yeah, lovely, uh, lovely comments there from Brett once again. Thank you, and uh, I'd say echo the Iceman sentiments there. Right, so that brings us to the end of another FPL surgery. Will, you have been a top guest. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been, yeah, it's been good fun. Yeah, thanks Will, how, if, if people want to uh, get involved, chat to you about all things FPL, are you are you active on social media? Yeah, so they can follow me on Twitter. I don't yeah. put too much on, but you know, if I've got a few more followers, I might start putting a bit more on. But yeah, uh, it's at Will MNRS is my handle. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll copy you in with the uh, we'll tag you in when we upload the podcast, nice man. Yeah, definitely. Top man, but Will will also now be available on the Slack channel as well. So best to him there. Also, yeah, uh, but no, thanks for that. joining. Appreciate your time joining us late, uh, Iceman. Any any thoughts for the FPL community to take them forward into this difficult? smaller game week or um, financially unsure times as uh, as the Prime Minister today gave a speech with no voice and uh, and, and Brexit going up the, the swanee. Uh, no, that's no, nothing. Right, great. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody, once again. Um, let me tell you how to get in contact with us. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery to get involved in the Slack channel and support the pod. Any, any help is gratefully received um chances to win lots of prizes and move and we're working on uh, new prizes for next season and the back end of this one join the mini league 225-369 visit our website fplsurgery.com uh, soundcloud and reddit we're all fpl surgery on there and you can follow us on twitter for most of our boxing at fpl surgery we can also listen to us on itunes and emails info at fpl surgery.com please don't spam us mm, you could do all right maybe a little so with all that said good luck in your game weeks everybody thanks for listening once again and let's hit these blank and double game weeks hard and get many many points good night <laughs> out the pod out the pod Yes, he said it. Yes, said it. Yes, said it. It's always a good part when the guest has said it. Okay.